Welcome to Hope for Restless Hearts, the podcast of Restless Heart Ministries. My name is John Newton. Restless Heart Ministries is a Christian organization that seeks to provide resources for people in need of spiritual, emotional, and physical rest. You can find out more about us on the web at restlessheart.org. Today on Hope for Restless Hearts, we are going to dive headfirst into the holidays and talk about Santa Claus, Father Christmas, Saint Nick, ye old Nicholas of Myra. This Thursday, December 6th, is the traditional feast day of Saint Nicholas in the worldwide church. And so let's talk about Santa Claus, both the real guy and the not so real guy. Making a list and checking it twice. He's gonna find out who's naughty and nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. You better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. Oh, wait a minute. Santa sees me when I'm sleeping? Who can possibly sleep after hearing that? Written in 1934 by John Frederick Coots and Haven Gillespie, Santa Claus is Coming to Town added a few more dimensions to our society's rapidly growing Santa Claus mythology. Now, not only is Santa invading homes on Christmas Eve, coming down through the chimney and leaving presents, but he even has a crystal ball and a checklist stationed at the North Pole looking in on all the children of the world to see who has been naughty and who has been nice. Basically, Santa is semi-omniscient. He knows everything. Yikes! I'm fascinated by the Santa Claus legend. It seems to grow every year with a new movie or cartoon or song. The figure of Santa Claus is a stumbling block to so many Christians every year because our culture lives and breathes Santa and reindeer and elves every Christmas. We adults and a few wizened youths know that Santa doesn't exist, but our kids are bombarded by Santa this and Santa that at school and at the mall. The big boned jolly fellow with a bushy white beard that puts mine to shame seems to be everywhere. However, there is a real person who is buried deep inside the modern myth. A humble yet determined man who lived in the Roman Empire 1700 years ago. This man was Nicholas, the saint, who was the bishop of the church in Myra, which is in modern-day Turkey. He was known for his generosity, giving gifts to the undeserving, but also for his humility. He hid his giving. He didn't want credit, simply giving in the name of Jesus to those who had need. Spoiled brats didn't get gifts. No new cars in the driveway with big red bows on top. Such a bummer, right? According to several legends, God worked miracles through Nicholas. And when it came time to defend the person of Jesus before the church council at Nicaea, Nicholas was visible and vocal. Yes. Santa Claus defended Jesus with his life. Throughout the centuries after his death, the legends of Saint Nicholas spread throughout Europe and Western Asia. People started giving anonymous gifts to the poor in his name. 
They started giving these gifts on the anniversary of the day he died, which was December 6th, his feast day. And a feast day is just an old, maybe archaic term that simply means a celebration or remembrance of life for somebody who is uh, famous, we'll say. Over the centuries, December 6th became the day to give gifts during the Christmas season. These days, we rip open our gifts on Christmas Eve or Christmas morning, and it's so exciting to do so. But for most of the Western world, through the centuries, the gift-giving day was on December 6th, and presents were given to the poor, not to those who already had a lot. So if you look at the modern character of Santa Claus, there are few, if any, remnants of the original saint. In his place, the Western world has gradually created a larger-than-life superhero with many deep layers. Santa is a really complex guy. You know, at the first part of the 19th century, 1834 to be exact, a poem was published in a small New York newspaper. And that poem forever revolutionized the concept of Santa Claus. Anonymous in its authorship, A Visit from St. Nicholas, better known as The Night Before Christmas, took the legends of the saint and added an American twist. Santa now drove a flying sleigh with eight reindeer, and there was no Rudolph at this point. He dropped down chimneys and left toys for girls and boys. He was supernatural maybe even an angelic messenger, and his legend took off like that flying sleigh did. Santa Claus is a fascinating figure to study. He represents both the negative and the positive views of God in our Western society. Let's start with the negative first, and then we'll go to the positive. Negatively, as the Santa Claus legend sits this year, Santa Claus has become a de facto God figure for the wintertime. He is eternal, loving, just, giver of gifts, omniscient, magical, and defies the laws of the universe. He is, for all practical purposes, that old man with a long white beard sitting on a cloud, which is how so many view God the Father. But Santa is also human. He has a backstory which is very elaborate and varies according to what you see on TV. In his humanity, Santa is also a Jesus figure. These days, Santa also brings with him the spirit, but it's the spirit of Christmas, and I'm not going to say any more about that. But you see, God is in all of these things, and yet our culture is in rebellion against God. So it has set up one man, Santa Claus, kind of like a golden calf to represent God. After all, we know what Santa Claus looks like. We have a gazillion images to put up on our walls, and we can dress up in Santa costumes, and we can eat a dozen turkey legs every day to gain our, quote, Santa shape. Can't do that with God. Santa gives us what we want. His elves even gift wrap. Positively, I see our fascination with Santa Claus as further evidence that mankind, despite its rebellion, has a God-shaped hole that it is trying to fill. People have a hunger to know and understand God at their core, but not all will seek him. Many will ignore their spiritual itch and cover that emptiness with stuff. Sometimes they are material things, uh, cue the gift-giving on Christmas morning. 
Other times it is philosophies. We talk ourselves into denying that we have a need for God. But listen to this. All people have an inherent longing for relationship with God. It is in our very beings. It is how God created Adam and Eve. Way back when, he walked in the Garden of Eden with them. He had a relationship with them, and it was good. Well, not even good, it was great. Our desire to set Santa Claus up as a godlike being displays this innate desire for divine relationship. It's misplaced in Santa Claus, but it brings out the need nonetheless. And here's where we followers of Jesus can step in. We can show that God is not an old white man with a long white beard on a cloud simply passing time in eternity. He is way beyond Santa Claus, and an active relationship with Him is more fulfilling than anything that comes from the imaginations of men. We have a responsibility to show people in our lives what God, the one St. Nicholas bowed down to, is really like. Santa Claus is a legend, but God is truly eternal. God is just, but God is also graceful. He forgives our sins. He doesn't keep a record of wrongs for his children. God is loving. Does Santa Claus love you? God is all-knowing. God is all-powerful. And he doesn't just come around one day of the year, but is available to us every day and every hour. He is more than Santa. He is restoring and reconciling broken people like you and me through his son, Jesus. And it is Jesus who brings true peace, love, joy, hope, and light, not only every Christmas season, but all year round. The only one who can fill that God-shaped hole in all of our hearts is God himself. When you look at the people around you in your life, are any of them longing to fill that place in their heart? Can you tell? What do they put in the place of God? How can you show them, with your life, your words, and with loving and graceful truth, that God is far better than any other thing they choose to believe in? That God alone can satisfy their soul's longing? It was God who rewarded Nicholas, the humble gift giver, when he gave in secret and who blessed many poor and needy ones for over a thousand years in the saint's name. Here's an idea for this holiday season. There are many poor and needy people around you, some of whom may be in your family. Maybe you can gracefully give something to them this season and do it anonymously. No credit, just grace. Blessing someone like this is one way to help their restless heart find rest during this usually stressful Christmas time. What do you think about giving anonymously? Do you want to try it? Merry Christmas to you, be gods, and stay tuned.